Good morning, good morning. Today is January 14th. It is Saturday. Currently 35 degrees. Feels like 25, which is pretty cold. Uh, supposed to get to a high of 45, and the sun's supposed to come out this afternoon. We have a prayer request from uh, Maritza about uh, her co-worker Tanya with a brain tumor, and Tiffany also put on here about Stephen Lynn. Uh, Got some effects from the tornado, loss of electricity, and some property damage. And so we want to lift them up. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. We just ask that you uh, give us uh, your wisdom, your strength, Lord, as we get into this lesson today. We ask that you would accomplish your will on this earth, that you would forgive us, Lord, help us to forgive, that you would supply our daily needs, that you would lead us not into temptation, Lord that you would accomplish your will as you see fit. And Lord, we lift up Tanya to you with a brain tumor. We ask for your healing hand, Lord, your direction for the nurses, the doctors, everyone involved, Lord. We just ask that you would draw them uh, to you through this just terrible situation. And also, Steve and Lynn, we thank you that they were not, uh, nobody was injured, Lord, but we just ask that the electricity be restored quickly, Lord, that uh, the insurance uh, matters and everything that they have to deal with would go smoothly. It wouldn't be a problem and they'd get the repairs done whatever needs to be repaired and fixed, Lord, quickly. And so, Lord, we just lift them up to you. We lift up the uh, food giveaway this morning. Father, we just ask for your, uh, keep us warm and safe, Lord. Bring your people out, Lord, and uh, those that just need to get blessed. Uh, thank you for providing uh, the food and uh, for the people, Lord. And we just uh, ask that it be a blessing to them, Lord, that they would see that you want to meet their spiritual uh, needs uh, far more than their physical needs, Lord. We know you want to meet those physical needs, but Lord, we know you desire them to uh, to come uh, to repentance, to come to you, to, uh, Lord, to love you. And so, Lord, we ask for your blessing right now. Fill us with your spirit as we get into this lesson. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. So our lesson for today is the law convicting the rebellious, and we have 1 Timothy chapter 1. First of all, titled greeting, well that's the first part, and then warning against false teachers. So Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by command of God our Savior and of Christ Jesus our hope, to Timothy, my true child in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. As I urged you when I was going to Macedonia, remain at Ephesus so that you may charge certain persons not to teach any different doctrine, nor to deviate themselves to myths and endless genealogies which promote speculations rather than stewardship from God that is by faith. The aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Certain persons, by swerving from these, have wandered away into vain discussion, desiring to be teachers of the law without understanding either what they are saying or the things about which they make confident assertions. Now we know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully, understanding this, that the law is not laid down for the just, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and profane, for those who strike their fathers and mothers, for murderers, the sexually immoral, men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine in accordance with the gospel of the glory of the blessed God with which I have been entrusted. 
I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithfully, appointing me to his service, though formerly I was a blasphemer, persecutor, and insolent opponent, but I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief, and the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. But I receive mercy for this reason, that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. To the King of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. This charge I entrust to you, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the prophecies previously made about you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience. By rejecting this, some have made shipwreck of their faith, among whom are Hymonius and Alexander, whom I have handed over to Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. And then we have Galatians chapter 5. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. You are severed from Christ, you who would be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace. For though the Spirit, by... For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. You were running well. Who hindered, who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in the Lord that you will take no other view, and that the one who is troubling you will bear the penalty, whoever he is." But if I, brothers, still preach circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. I wish those who unsettle you would emasculate themselves. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another." But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. 
Our lesson for today, the law convicting the rebellious. But we know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous person, but for the lawless and insubordinate, for the ungodly and the sinners. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. 1 Timothy 1.8 and Galatians 5.18 Although the law has some God-given inabilities, it is nevertheless good. Therefore, the law is holy, and the commandment holy and just and good, Romans 7, 12. It does have certain abilities, if one uses it lawfully. For unlawful application of the law, one, excuse me, one, un, one unlawful application of the law would be using it to obtain justification, a declaration of being righteous in God's sight. If anyone ever infers that attempted obedience to the law of God could potentially secure an overall verdict of not guilty, that would be biblically forbidden. Another unlawful application of God's law would be using it to obtain sanctification or progressive spiritual growth in the Lord. If a person imagines that they could grow in godliness by their best attempts at living up to the law, that too would be prohibited by God's word. The law is for the lawless and insubordinate. The law of God is for those who are rebellious at heart against the will and the ways of God. This truth in its basic interpretation is directed towards unbelievers, for the ungodly and for sinners. Herein we see that the law of God is able to convict unbelieving rebels of their defiance against a holy God. However, by implication there is an insight for believers here as well. As far as God is concerned, we are not under the law, but under the under grace, Romans 6.14. Yet, only those who walk according to the Spirit fully enjoy the daily blessings of that reality. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. When a follower of the Lord Jesus, when followers of the Lord Jesus walk according to the flesh, they particularly they practically place themselves under a performance code. They put themselves under the law for practical day-by-day living. The message of the law, which is for the rebellious, also has the capacity to expose this unacceptable condition within the life of a self-sufficient believer. Dear God of all grace, I confess that I formerly lived in lawless rebellion against you, Lord, your Holy Spirit convicted me of my self-righteous defiance against your holy law. By your grace, you justified me as I cried out in faith to your Son. Lord, now I earnestly ask you to convict me of those times when I attempt to live by the self-righteous resources of my own flesh. Lord, I need to be sanctified daily by your grace, even as you previously justified me by your grace. I praise you that such a work is abundantly available through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen and amen. Have a great day. See some of you soon up at the church.